And also at the time, I was thinking about like, well, I like eggs. Maybe I'll just keep it with eggs kind of thing. But then that also disgusted me because for some reason, that one the dozen eggs I had, they're all bloody. And I was just like, all right. I want to be my current self from this point forward. I want to learn how to play piano. Working with human beings. Drinking wine in the middle of the day. I want to be a I'm going to be the next greatest painter. Just kind of work with kids, getting them ahead in life. I want to be a welder. I want to be a beach bum. I want to be a baseball player. Brewmaster. A winemaker. Professional snuggler. Let me mention those sweet, hot lavender baths and writing in the evening. What's up, everybody? This is Blake Fletcher, the Half Hour Intern. In today's episode, I interview Darlene at a music about being a vegan. So Darlene is a very interesting candidate to interview about being a vegan because Darlene is not just somebody who happens to eat vegan, but she is also an athlete. So I think there's a lot of kind of misconception out there, including that I partially had about um, your ability to be a, a kind of hardcore, full-fledged athlete while being a vegan. So Darlene will will talk about you know, just the the diet portion of being a vegan and what what everyday life is like, but then also what it's like to be an athlete and be vegan and kind of the way to stay healthy and fit and keep your muscle up and everything as an athlete while eating vegan. As a side note, I think that now before this episode, it's a good time for me to mention that this podcast is designed to be kind of a non-partisan, non-biased podcast. So as much as I really enjoy and love a good heated discussion, um, I really do not want this podcast to be um, leaning one way or another on any given topic ever. This podcast is just designed to learn as much as we can from different people and from the world and hopefully expand our views and expand our knowledge. Um, I certainly have my own views about certain things. Like in today's episode, I have my own diet that is different from being vegan. But one thing about me is I certainly do not believe that any of my views are any better than anybody else's views ever. Anyone else's views are completely as valid as mine and everyone on the show will always be treated that way. And that is why you will never hear me really question or criticize somebody's views or beliefs on the show. Um, we're just here to to learn about what they have to offer. So, um, that, so that all being said, there's, there's no real points of contention or anything like that um, in this episode with Darlene. I just want to get that out of the way. Um, without further ado, here is Vegan. Darlene, thanks so much for joining me on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you start out by telling us your journey to becoming a vegan? I was reading on your website recently that that was something that over the past few years, like you got a lot more involved with and a lot more passionate about. So what, I guess, what was the catalyst for becoming more passionate in all this? And and what has that journey been like the past few years? All right. Well, the main thing how I started was... It's kind of like a long story and kind of weird, but I've been competing since 2012 and as a bikini competitor. So, so that's crazy. I, I don't know if you saw, but I literally just interviewed a bikini competitor. So this is perfect because people can like reference that episode and know what you're talking about when you're talking yeah. about it. Yeah. I think actually I saw her. Um, she's on my, I think she's one of my friends. I'm pretty sure that's so Oh, hard. awesome. Perfect. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I've been competing for a while and... Basically, as a bikini competitor, um, eating habit is a lot of protein, a lot of you know basic things like the the fish, the greens, the chicken, and etc. Um, and it got to a point that I was just eating so much that I've been having a lot of digestive issues, and it's been bothering me so much. And later on, I was always against the whole vegan part. 
back in the day, especially um, there's certain people I just, you know, they were either way too skinny or way, they just looked unhealthy. So I was always against it at the time. And later on, my friend, she was a vegan and went to her wedding and it inspired me. It was basically like, wow, this is pretty cool. Like, it tastes great. Um, I have nothing against it. And then I was doing my research and realized, like, usually plant-based eating helps with their digestion. And that's I decided- so crazy. That's what happened because this very past weekend, I was at a vegan wedding. And it was, like, the first event I've ever been to like that. And, yeah, everything, everything was vegan the entire time. So how crazy that that was, like, your tipping point. Yeah, it was, it's amazing. Like she had, um, the way she had it was like all around the world type of meals. So like Asian style, American food, just different things. And so basically had every culture possible with, is it being a vegan? And when I went there, I knew it was going to be a vegan wedding. Um, and, but a lot of them, it didn't look vegan. It looked like real meat. And I was kind of confused and the taste of it and everything. And then later I realized like, wow. This is really good. But then I decided after my last competition, I did nationals. And I said, well, I'm going to take the vegan consideration till after my nationals, which was in November. And already as a competitor, I don't eat dairy. Um, I don't do cheese. So I already kind of cut that out as a lifestyle. And plus I was always mild lactose. And then after my competition, I decided to slowly transition it. Because I didn't want to do cold turkey. I wanted to experiment. I wanted to see if it was possible and then later on, on January 1st of New Year's, I like told myself, like, I'm going to be 100% vegan from now on. No, no eggs, no cheese, no any products whatsoever that contains of meat. And then later on, a couple years later, I'm still vegan and I love it and I feel great and have great energy. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like, um, like with a lot of diets, that's the type of thing where you feel this wonderful change like right off the bat. But then as days go on, you just grow to like resent it. You're just like, God, like this is so frustrating. And then you try to remember back to how you felt before. And you're like, I don't think I felt that bad before. Like maybe I could go ahead and have a burger right now or, or whatever it is. So how do you like, how do you make this a, a long-term lifestyle for yourself? Um, well, a lot of it memory is it's kind of weird. Like, just remembering how I felt, like how sick it was. It was, it got, it was so bad that I couldn't even like move. Like I couldn't like stand up. I couldn't walk with the dog. Like I was curled up into like a little ball. Like my stomach hurt so bad from Wait, it. So when was this happening? What this was like when, after you started trying to eat vegan and then going back to meat or something? It was, well, it was before I turned vegan. It was already like to that point of eating. And then even after the, after the show and that transition, I was like mixing, you know, getting some meat in, but every time I ate the meat, I just felt like crap. Wow. And, and it was just bothering me. And, and also at the time I was thinking about like, well, I like eggs, maybe I'll just keep with eggs kind of thing. But then it also disgusted me because for some reason that one, the dozen eggs I had, they're all bloody. What? And I was just like, all right, I guess Where I Where did it. you get these eggs from? That sounds horrible. Uh, it was at like one of the grocery stores. And I was just like, all right, I guess I'm going to be completely vegan. But it was so weird. I was just thinking like, I thought maybe I'll just do like a kind of half being a vegan or I'll call it like a chicken or something. And then after that, just it just the thought of everything just grossed me out and I just had no desire. And plus I made a lot of things like um, like thinking like, oh, I love pizza. So I made a lot of stuff that's not a vegan like 
you know, cheese and just going out to eat restaurants with my friends and just pretending I was a vegan before I actually turned 100% vegan. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, I just realized, like, I'm not missing out. So it's, like, something, like, you can make anything possible to be a vegan. Um, you know, things that I used to like. I just discovered the best grilled cheese ever that's vegan at this one restaurant called Seabird's Cafe in, um, by Costa Mesa. And it was it was too perfect. It was so good. It's made out of cashew cheese and other like nuts. Yeah. And, then and if it's been a few like, years ago, you probably never would have even had that. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, wow, this is good. So um so I'm just not gonna say now it as we know. It's so cool the way that that life happens sometimes in the way that things will present themselves to you. Um somebody that it's funny. I, I feel like I talk about him all the time on the show, but he like changed my life so much. But this wonderful guy that I love named Wayne Dyer, he talks about being open to the things that are being presented for you in the world and in the universe. And he, he talks about like how many wonderful coincidences happen in your life that, that are completely not coincidence, but either you're too dumb to even notice them to begin with, like you're not even looking or you try to brush them off as coincidence or whatever it is. And he starts out this one talk that he gives by going up on stage and he says, he says, can you hear it? Can you hear the music? And it's totally silent. And he's like, come on guys. Like, do you, do you hear it? Can you hear the music playing? And it's totally silent and everyone's looking at him like he's crazy. And then he pulls out a radio and he turns on the radio for a second and there's some music and he's like, is that music coming from the radio? Like, is there a little tiny band inside this radio that's actually playing music right now? And the answer is, of course, no. And he's like, that music that this radio is playing was here all along. Like, it's just floating through these airwaves in this room. Like, it is in this room regardless of whether or not we have this radio here. But you need this radio with its antenna up and everything to be able to pick up on this music that's already there. And uh, I, since him tell, saying that analogy, it's like I, I look at how many things in life like where life presents things to you in a certain way. And if you just have your, your radio attuned to that, you have your antenna attuned to that, that it's like, oh, wow, like I, I kind of was supposed to go in this direction. And your story of... <laughs> one of the last things that you were hanging on to is eggs and you go and get eggs and like you have a dozen bloody eggs that's probably the craziest thing i've ever heard but it's very much one of those things where like what are the odds that you would get the dozen eggs that are all bloody when you're trying to make this decision of being full-fledged vegan or not you know it sounds like a very mm-hmm. meant to be thing for you yeah it's crazy how that happened to be like uh so gross <laughs> yeah so talk about why you mentioned that before going vegan, you were kind of against veganism a little bit or like against the idea of it. Why were you against the idea of it? Well, I guess, I guess this is the reason is it's, I've noticed the people that are vegan, they don't really have the knowledge of it. Like they're still having the right nutrition for it. It's the same way as not being a vegan. Like you could eat being a meat eater, but people are eating unhealthy. They're still going out to eat and they look at a certain way by eating something not healthy for you as even not being a vegan. And the concept was some people that some people have good reasons of being a vegan. Some people don't, you know, everyone has their own way reasons why, but the people in the past I've met, they were all like, 
they still eat unhealthy just because it said vegan, yes. they eat unhealthy or so there comes you know, that. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about that. There's this horrible frustration with that where like somebody thinks that they're being very fit and they're just drinking diet Coke all the time. And they're like, look how fit I am. I'm drinking diet Coke. And it's like, no, you're just an idiot is what you are. Like if you think yeah. that that is what being fit is all about, or like, you know, the idea that, Oh, I'm fit because I'm a vegan. And then uh, this is actually something I wanted to talk to you about later. Like I've known many vegans in my life that, were quite overweight and i remember wondering to myself like how is this even possible and then i would go and get food with them and like every meal had french fries with it and stuff and it's like mm-hmm. oh right you can still eat french fries because you're a vegan like you can eat on like to 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 talk to talk yourself up or to talk in your own head like like you're being very healthy and meanwhile you're ordering french fries for lunch every day i don't know there's just kind of a dishonesty with yourself there or a lack of just general basic nutrition knowledge yeah exactly and and that's basically what 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 it was like i've met vegans that were like completely overweight and or completely skinny and but they're still skinny fat and that's the thing like they'll go out to eat and then they eat like a lot of potatoes or french fries, like you said. And yeah, it's good. And carbs, I'm, you know, I'm not against carbs. Carbs is great. But a lot of vegan protein has a lot of carbs involved with it. So they have to, you know, they don't, they're not very aware of the nutritional balance of it. Or they see like desserts. I mean, I love desserts as a vegan, but there's still a lot of sugar. And just because it's vegan or gluten free does not mean it's still healthy you know what i mean because it doesn't pertain like the eggs or the milk it's still unhealthy just because what they're put in the process unless you make it like healthy and the proper way then it's fine so like i don't think a lot of people understand it and when they think like oh i gotta eat my protein as a you know they eat like way too much weight when they beans or something like that but there's a certain portions that people are not aware of or they just they're doing it because they think it's um, a weight loss. Because a lot of times, too, I've met people be like, oh, I used to be vegan. And I'm like, well, you used to be. Why Why aren't you? It's like, well, you know, I realized, like, I was just gaining weight and all this stuff. So it didn't work <laughs> out. At first it worked. But then later I'm like, well, there's a reason. Like, to be a vegan does not mean to – just because it's another diet. Sometimes some people think, like, it's just like another, like, a paleo diet or something just because it's avoiding a certain things. And I don't think, I think if you're going to choose to be that, it should be a reason why. Like mine is just more digestive issues and that's mainly. And then later as, as time went on, I learned the other parts, which I was very interested in, opened up my eyes. But I feel like when people choose a certain diet, which I don't think it should be a diet or a fad diet, they should just choose what the reason why they're doing it because yeah. maybe they have a certain issues or something like that. Absolutely. And to your point before eating any certain way, you just need to educate yourself about nutrition in general. It's, it's always been mind boggling to me that people will label themselves in a certain way. Like, Oh, I'm a vegan or I eat paleo or I do this or I do that. And all, basically that entire, that entire I'm a vegan was just deciding one day to say the word I'm a vegan and now, okay, like what, what on the menu has the little letter V next to it? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and eat that. Mm-hmm. Like that's strange to me to make a, a complete life-changing choice like that this is how you're going to eat, but you don't know what's behind you eating that mm-hmm. way like isn't that yeah. isn't something important as important as what you're putting in your body or isn't it something as important as a life change like your diet worth you doing a little 
like a couple hours of research about like figuring yeah. out what you should be eating and like what is this restaurant really serving me right now and is that actually healthy and like why is it that when I was eating vegan I started gaining weight after a few months like why did that happen there <clears throat> it's certainly not just to be blamed on veganism you know yeah um it's interesting to me that people don't don't question things more often you know so you are a a personal trainer and like you said you do these bikini competitions and you're really fit and you don't look at all like bony or anything like that i how is this happening so how do you, how do you keep up your energy level and how do you keep up your muscle level um as a vegan i feel like that that's got to be fairly difficult or at least there is certainly like a trick behind doing that um, really there's no trick. It's kind of weird. Like if I, I posted one time a, a progress pic, uh, before, before I was a vegan and then two years later after being a vegan, like two years straight and I have bigger muscles, my back muscles are like a lot bigger my biceps and everything. And the only difference is it's still doing the same thing. You're still, you know, working out, being active, but still eating the right portion. So when I eat as a vegan, I still make sure I have the enough carbs that I need when I'm working from pre and post. I still make sure I have enough protein um, as a pre and post. So basically I eat the same way as I did, like the same macro, I guess you would say, as a non-vegan as an athlete and I'll make sure it still fits the same macros as a, you know, as a vegan to still have those results. Because again, if you are eating a certain way, um, especially certain athletes are different. It's like anything, even being a non-vegan, you have to still make sure you eat the right nutrients to be, if you're a runner, you want to make sure you still have enough carbs, like same amount of, you know, energy, like sugar wise, whatever you need to, in order to see those results. Mine, for instance, is more, I like, I'm an athlete. I like to do compete, but also I used to do like Spartan races and I still like to have that energy. So, I'll make sure like that day, whatever I'm doing, I'll make sure I eat that, what I need to be doing to it in order to see those results. So if I'm just doing a rest day, I eat a certain way for a rest day. If I'm very active, I know my body, I can tell what, you know, how I feel, like what my body deserves and I'll do that. And I'm not always perfect. Like I'll still like my donuts, I still like my desserts, but I, I still make a smart decision if it's worth it, you know, like yeah. so I could still see those results and I'm not going to see uh, a different effect of it so yeah definitely so what does that look like for those of us that are uneducated so i'm familiar with um how filling and how much protein i am going to get out of let's say six ounces of steak or six ounces of chicken or like 10 ounces of fish or something like that what would be a good protein source for you and like what quantity of this thing are you going to have to eat in order to you know be full and give your muscles and your body what they need? Well, I always make sure I have at least 25 to 30 grams of protein um, per meal. So a lot of protein sources that I'll use is, it's called black bean noodles. And I forgot the exact name of the the brand. It's like Asian Explorer or something I forget. But it's the only ingredients is just black beans and water. And it looks like spaghetti. It's 25 grams of protein. For two ounces, it has 11 grams of carbs, um, 
and all right, no, 11 grams of fiber, and it has 17 grams of carbs. So the macro, those are usually my post-workout meals. So like, think like I already find something that's already mixed with the carbs and the protein, and I'll eat that. So like, I'll wait. I always use a scale. So where do you get the, these? Sound awesome. Do you know like the name brand and where you get these? Or yeah, that they're just um, called black bean noodles. Like that's what you would see them. If as. you if you do the Amazon black bean noodles, it'll pop up. It's like Asia. I have to find the picture or the. I have it there in the kitchen, but it's. All right, we'll put a link for people on the website so that way they can check it out. Afterwards. Yeah, because another one is mung bean noodles, so it's the same brand, and the mung bean noodles has the same amount of protein of that, and it's great because it's also gluten free. So people if they are gluten free tolerant or anything like that. It's and it's organic, also. You know, if you're looking for the fads, but it's nice just because it's healthier than regular pasta because pasta itself has 52 grams of carbs and zero grams of fiber. And carbs is great, but you need that fiber to balance out your, you know, feeling full. And you also want to make sure it doesn't spike. So I could get all technical, but I'm not going to. But those like meals are great if you know people are like resisting like oh my god i can't have pasta because of this like this is amazing because that's protein you add a lot of vegetables add some salsa or not salsa some marinara sauce make some some type of sauce and you got yourself a great meal and it's amazing that sounds awesome what about more of a pure protein without carbs mixed in very much is that a possibility what are options for that um another one well we could, are you talking about more like a protein powder base or just like no, the regular? No, like, like meal-wise. And yeah, we'll actually talk about protein powders right after this. Um, meal-wise, it's very, that's the thing with vegan um, proteins. A lot of them has a lot of carbs, but what I'll say is low carbs is tofu. And tofu is, you know, there's a lot of misconception on tofu. Tofu is actually good for you, good health benefits. But again, it's, I prefer getting the non-GMO, the organic version, because you never know. Um, so those are very low in carbs. And another one would be TVP, which is textured vegetable protein. It's, again, very low in um, protein. And usually the brand is from... Bob's Red Mill. So it's like a, basically it's just like a dehydrated soybeans and you just add some water and it looks like ground beef pretty much. <laughs> it sounds it like, it just sounds like straight up astronaut food or something. <laughs> just calling it what it just, it's just textured vegetable protein. That yeah. It's great. It actually tastes really good, especially when you add some seasonings and it is great for traveling. Um, so it's kind of nice because you just grab it, get some hot water, boom, pour it. You got yourself a meal yeah. and, um, you know, you're not deficient on things. Yeah. With the soy, a bunch of soy as a fitness competitor, from what I know, soy boosts your estrogen levels, correct? Is that ever a concern for you? Well, no, I guess I like, also you're a woman, so that's probably less of a concern than if yeah. you're a guy. And it's not, it has, you have to eat a certain amount a day in order to have that boost, um, you know, estrogen. But I would say, like, I only eat like, two ounces a day if anything one to two ounces a day so i don't eat so much of it so i'm you know it's fine but if you eat like maybe like nine ounces a day or more like a whole packet then maybe you should be a little concerned or maybe not there's a lot of different research so but basically what i would say just be safe and sorry and just kind of limit it it's like anything like you want to limit your fast foods you know small you know a little bit by little and then you're fine but if you do it too much to a day then you know, maybe it might be a fact, but again, I'm not against it. So yeah, yeah. there's, 
lot of research, you can't really know which is who's right. You know, seriously preach. That is like the I I always crack up. Like when a friend of mine was like, Oh, you read this like medical study or something that this happened. It's like, you can literally make any study say anything you want at any time. It's unbelievable. You can either either look at something positive and you'll find a whole, you know, loads of articles that's positive about a certain thing. And then you can look at something negative and you'll find a whole bunch of negative of this thing. So no matter what, there's no right or wrong. There's no winner. I feel like it's kind of like politics. You know, you choose you, someone's Democrat, you know, Democratic or that. And, you, you know, no one's right. I mean, I feel like everyone's right in their own ways and everyone's yeah. wrong in their own ways. Absolutely. It's a yin and a yang. So, yeah. Yeah, and to that point, you mentioned how much healthier you felt when you cut out meat. Um, I mean, I have I have a friend that had a very similar thing happen. He um, tried many different things with his diet, and eventually, like one of the last things he tried was cutting out meat, and his skin like completely cleared up, and it was like uh, borderline miraculous. And then for me, like I've tried many different things with my diet, and if I cut out like Basically, I could just cut out gluten, but like the more other grains I start cutting out too, like, man, I just have so much more energy and I've tried cutting out meat for a little bit and that didn't really do anything for me. But I mean, everyone is, is N equals one, you know, like you are an individual person. You are your own case study. You shouldn't just take someone else's word for it. You have to, yeah, be smart and and try and see what your body likes and what your body doesn't like, you know? It's true. It's like not one thing fits all. So it's like that's why you shouldn't be following someone's diet. Like, oh, because this worked for someone doesn't mean it's gonna work for you. Like, I it's just funny how I'd be like, follow my meal plans. It's gonna work for you, or follow this work. Are you gonna see like me? It's like you'll see maybe results, but I feel, again, you like you just said, like it. Everyone's different. It's gonna one way's gonna work than the other. Some people works very well with high fats. Some people don't work very high, well with high fats. Some people work very well with high carbs. Some people don't. But also, it all matters to the with your act, with your lifestyle too. So, you can follow someone's meal plan, but if that person is like does running, does like very like major athletic type of stuff, and you're not, and you're just doing nothing compared to what they're doing and following their meal plan. Of course, you're not going to see the results that they see, you know. So it's you have to do those two combinations of you're going to have to eat the way your lifestyle is. So if you're going to be active, you got to eat an active life, you know, active way. If you're not active, then you got to eat a different way because yeah, you got to eat real clean. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Um, let's talk about protein sources. So um, I. Yeah, and I should be eating more like that now, but I don't. But I, I ate uh, paleo for a while, and uh, like one of the best, like quote to what we said about like scientific or whatever. One of like the best scientific places you can go is Mark's Daily Apple. So Mark Sisson was one of the more or less like founders of paleo. He created this uh, other like version of it called Primal, but he has all these like wonderful studies up on his site and. And, uh, and just different facts and stuff like that. So he goes over all these different numbers for proteins. And I noticed that it's, and it was the, the absorption rate, the, like the rate at which your body absorbs that protein and how much of that protein source that it can absorb. So I guess the point was um, something along the lines of like, let's say you ate um, 
a steak and that steak had 25 grams of protein in it. Your body is not actually going to absorb 25 grams of protein, or maybe it would, like depending on what that protein source was. So just because you're reading that, you know, this thing has X grams of protein on it, that's not necessarily what your body absorbs. There's a certain like efficiency rating basically for each different protein source. And uh, whey protein, which would be the obviously by far most typical form of protein that most bodybuilders would use and most people at the gym would use, but that is obviously animal-based. Um, whey protein was by far the highest. It actually went like over that. It had you should be capping this thing at a hundred, but at a hundred and four like efficiency rating for how much um, protein when you take. So when you have twenty grams of whey protein, you're getting twenty grams of protein, and then it went over. Um, other different types of animal-based protein, other different types of veggie protein. And for almost all the veggie proteins, they seem to like very much be lacking in their efficiency of your body to absorb them. With the exception of egg white, oh wait, sorry, that still would not be good for vegans. Never mind. But so uh, what what are your preferences in protein? Um, Have you looked into any of that like efficiency stuff I was just talking about? Um, And yeah. Um, haven't been looking at two particular ways, but I've been more looking at certain ones that nutrients that they provide and a lot of them. So like some proteins, I mean, before when I was turning, when I turned, um, vegan, I guess I would have to, I had to figure out like the right protein that, um, that I liked, especially I tried some past and like I didn't like them. They're very grainy. They taste like crap. And this was before, and I'm thinking like, man, I don't know how I'm gonna do this because I used to like, you know, a certain type of protein. And I like that smooth, creamy texture type of thing. And a lot of them that I was trying were tasting very grainy. And but then later on, I came to two of them that I really like that taste very creamy and great. And then also with the nutrients, they have like. The bees, vitamins, especially us, we they say that we lack, like, as a vegan, you're lacking B6 vitamins and B12, and there's certain amounts, a couple of years that it's stored as not being a vegan that's in your body, and then they're saying by then, later on, you have to kind of be, kind of wash that out, so I make sure I take my, have those, my B vitamins in there, there's a lot of them that has a BCAs and other type of, you know, your calcium, um, that you need because a lot of them they say that since you're not eating milk you're lacking all this type of stuff and so I make sure I basically look at things that has the right nutrients so the ones that I really like is um, a pea protein base that has all the nutrients that I need and it tastes great it's amazing and again you shouldn't also as a protein base like you shouldn't be relying your life on supplements of proteins it's the same thing like you know as being not being a vegan like you shouldn't be relying on whey which i would say no way because <laughs> but um other than that so that's basically how i look i don't know if that really answers your question no, that, that totally does but so let's uh just try to explain that a little bit more for people so what you were referring to is like the different branch chain amino acids that would be inside of of a protein and so uh, uh meat being meat is like a crazy comp- and whey is like a crazy good um protein source and has this really robust profile of branch chain amino acids for you um just by their nature most most veggies will not have as like robust a profile of branch chain amino acids as something like whey protein is so what what you're saying is to look look really hard for a a veggie protein that tries to have a really um 
diverse number of branched chain amino acids. And I know, like I was reading that for vegans, I guess lysine is really hard to get, which lysine is a really important amino acid. So for those that didn't listen to the bodybuilding episode, amino acids are the building blocks for all protein. So it's very, very, very important that you're having, you know, all your amino acids. So, um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, what was the one that you mentioned or the two that you found that were really creamy and good? Because that's really important and people should take note of that. Cause I, I'm the same as you. I, I just one time just for the sake of doing it, um, ordered some pea protein and it was very like gritty. And I was like, Oh, this is no good. Like, why did I even order this? So yeah. What are the smooth, the smooth, creamy ones you had? Um, the one that I like is Nutrisuma. Um, there it's a pea protein. I like there's a best, I haven't tried the rice protein yet just cause I didn't like in their pea protein a lot. And like the flavors is just so good and creamy, especially the vanilla is really frothy. It tastes like, I don't know, like almost like you're drinking a milkshake and then the chocolate it's so good. It's like a chocolate milk. And then there's this one called apple pie. I like to mix my protein in my uh, oatmeal for breakfast. So the apple pie flavor is uh, so good because it tastes like I'm eating like this apple cinnamon oatmeal. And it's so good. Yeah, So that's that one awesome. brand I like. And then the other brand that um, is pretty good too, The price it's a little bit pricey. It's called Growing Naturals, but it's a rice protein. So the vanilla and chocolate is pretty good also. Okay. So those are another thing. But my top favorite one is definitely Nutrisuma. So that brand. Because I tried other ones, and I don't want to say the other brands. But, I mean, if people tried them, they probably will know. If, if they didn't try those two brands I just mentioned and they try those, they'll know that those are the all brands. I tried every single one. And, yeah, I was, I was so disappointed. I thought I was never going to find the right one. Yeah. And now I finally found it. I'm like, all right, this is my go-to. It has this, the right amount of nutrients, the right amount of protein, the right amount of balance of everything I need. And, um, yeah, so it's good. It's a good to go kind of thing. That is awesome. Uh, what about supplement, uh, like other supplementation on the side? You mentioned um, that it's, it can be difficult to get your B vitamins as a vegan. Um, what are some other supplement concerns that somebody who was a vegan would have to make um, that maybe somebody else would not? Um, so one of it is definitely your B vitamins. So I would say either take, get your B supplements for that. And so I always take that. And another one is... Omegas. People sometimes don't really they get the, you know they're like oh you can't get your omegas because you can't have your fish or your or the fish oils you can't but there is a lot of omegas that you have like the hemp seeds or the hemp oil so there are a lot of good omegas right there so people making sure those are your right nutrients and then later I take like just multi sometimes multivitamins and different things like that and just eating a lot of your greens and veggies you know. So, like, making sure you eat during that time of the season because that's when you're going to get the most nutrients of that season. Unless some of them are seasonal, then you're fine. Because sometimes, you know, you're going to lack nutrients even if you're eating a lot of veggies. And you're not going to have enough in your body that your body really needs, especially that time of the, you know, the time of the year. So, a lot of things is in general, like being a vegan or not vegan, even non-vegans don't have enough nutrients and they don't take enough supplements that they, their body needs. Yeah. So no matter what, no matter what your choice of being, you know, your eating habits is going to be, you always have to think that because a lot of times, even like I said, everyone's still lacking that certain amount of vitamins. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, talk with us about how being a vegan ha- has kind of changed your life and how, how you feel like these past few years have been different for you. 
um, like different things that have happened for you personally, maybe that you feel because of being vegan as opposed to you before? Hmm, so much. I don't even know where to start. A lot of it, one of it is like mental. Um, obviously, mental is always a lot of big thing. Just because, you know, you always have these people that are doubting you. It's like even when you are being a competitor trying to like get fit, you're always going to have these doubts. And when I was turning, a, when I turned a vegan, I was having a lot of people like, well, you're going to lose your muscle. You're going to not have enough nutrients, blah, 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 this and this. And then later I was kind of getting, I was getting worried a little bit back in my head. Something like, how about they're right? What, you know, what am I, am I going to like all this hard work that I've accomplished? Is it going to just go down to shames and stuff? But then I realized like just sticking to my guns and like how I followed and just doing enough research and, you know, try, you know, studying and figuring out what works. Cause again, some things works for others than the others. So I try to see what I've noticed of a change and keeping that. And it was a good strategy. And another thing is too, um, I'm such a sweet tooth person. So before I was vegan, like if anything happens, like if I see desserts, I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to get this, you know, and I want to eat it. But I feel like that kind of helped because if I see something like uh, a dessert type of shop, I'm like, oh, I can't have it because it has eggs. So it kind of helps me because who knows? Maybe oh, I would have gained that's... more weight. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of helped me balance. I mean, there is a lot of great vegan type of dessert options. You'd have to go out of your way to find it. It's not just going to yeah. be right in front of you all the time. Exactly. It's not just sitting so, there at like the checkout counter at Safeway or anything. Yeah, exactly. Because there's so many great ones. And you're like, you look at like, oh, I can't have it. But it's kind of nice. Or like... When friends, I like to eat, like, I like to finish my food. And if people can't finish off their foods, I'll, like, I'll finish it. But it's cool because it's not vegan. I'm like, oh, can't have it. So, again, this <laughs> helps me a little bit of balance. And then also as an athlete, it gave me more energy, like, working out. Um, my endurance is so much better than it used to. I used to feel heavy and lethargic even though I ate clean. And for some reason, like just doing plyos and any type of cardio version, I just feel actually great. So it's kind of weird about that. So I yeah, like that. I would imagine that that limiting limiting what's going in your body in any way, limiting the diversity of things that are going into your gut, has got to do nothing but just make your energy skyrocket compared to where it was at. I mean, the less. The less complex you can make your gut, the more smooth just everything is going to run all the time. Like there's certain, um, you know, certain acids, certain proteins, certain uh, whatever enzymes that are gonna that are gonna help break down the food that you're eating. And if if your body is always used to providing you with the exact same enzymes and everything to help you with your diet, um, you basically are running this very efficient little machine. You know, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So why don't we finish off with any advice that you could give us um, if somebody wanted to become vegan? I'm sure that this advice would probably apply towards any type of diet or like major diet change that people would make. So, so far you mentioned don't, don't just like jump head first and tomorrow change your diet from eating whatever you want to. So, you know, be a little bit gradual and slow with yourself. So um, what other sorts of things can people keep in mind if they wanted to make a major diet change, like becoming a vegan? Um, one of it is, well, if they're really interested in more further in, I would say watching certain documentary type of stuff, like Cowspiracy is a really good one. And it's not basically talking about, hey, be a vegan. It's just kind of telling you about the whole world, about the whole water, 
drought thing, the agriculture and all that. It's very interesting. So I feel like that kind of opened people's mind on those, that type of stuff. But I would say just like, yeah, like you said, like I said before, and like you said, don't go cold turkey and do that. You can, because I know people have gone cold turkey by watching certain documentaries that like, you know, more for the animal reasons. But if you're looking for more digestion and you're trying to figure out something's wrong with you, I would say like try one day, do be a vegan, do like that whole meatless Monday thing. Just kind of figure that out and just do that. And then later on, maybe every other day, um, maybe do like a vegan or cut one thing. If you really love cheese, try to limit that and maybe try to do some experimenting of making like cashew cheese. It's very simple or other little things. But I would say like figure out what's your main go-to and that's the thing that you really can't resist. Like you can't live without. Cause a lot of people tell me like, I can't live without my cheese and my pizza. Try to go to a restaurant and order pizza, veggie pizza with no cheese. It tastes so much better. You save so much calories and fat. It's the same taste. And you actually feel really great eating a whole, cause I like to eat a whole bunch of pizza. So <laughs> you don't feel like a piece of crap when you eat a whole bunch of pizza with all that cheese. You, you feel less guilty cause you're actually saving ton. Cause one cube of cheese is actually 10 grams of fat and a hundred calories. So think about how much cheese is really on there. So those are little things to consider, I guess. Yeah. Um, I would say stay slow and steady for sure. Do an experiment if um, if you're having some problems with their digestion, and try to cut something out. You know, like slow um, limit things out, and maybe start being a pescatarian and ovatarian. And hopefully, you get eggs like I had a dozen of bloody eggs, and maybe that'll. <laughs> yeah for sure take that as a sign that you need to become a vegan tomorrow in that case just jump head first in someone is trying to tell you that you need to be a vegan if uh you get a dozen bloody eggs um sorry go ahead i was gonna say one more thing i just thought of is like i said restaurants because you like to go out to eat a lot and i would say maybe just try to do like a look for vegan option of um just vegan options, I guess, when you go out to eat. And just try to see if you could even handle that. Because there's a lot of things that are, you could just say, don't do the, you know, no cheese, no this. And it's very limited. And see how you feel when you go out with friends. It's, it just makes it so much better. Yeah, yeah. So, Darlene, uh, talk to us about Bob Blast, your company, a little bit. And if somebody is living, hopefully, in Southern California, or I'm sure you could probably do Skype as well. And let's say they wanted to try eating vegan, or they wanted to become a lot more healthy, and they wanted someone to help them out with that and, and kind of what, what you can do for people and how you can help. I offer, like I just mentioned earlier, I do boot camps, online training for meal plans and workout plans, and also personal training. And basically, I could cater to anybody wherever you are. So whether you're not in, if you're not in SoCal area, if you're not in Long Beach, then you could just email me at bobblast at gmail.com and tell me what you're looking for either just help with your meal plans or workout plans or combo and basically what i do with online training is i customize it to your lifestyle i make sure it's it's basically catered to you based by the way your body fat percentages the lifestyle that you're living you know if you're sitting a lot or etc and then i combine it with workouts so that's one way you could do that if you live in Long Beach, California, then I do boot camps at Big Sea Park. And 
basically I do variations of different stuff. It's pretty much creative. It's a lot of fun. I call it more of a blast camp versus a boot camp because I'm not a drill sergeant. I like to, <laughs> it's very challenging for everybody, but at the same time I like people to have fun. And I love them. I love when people are amazed how much they could do because a lot of times you get, you get that fear of thinking like, oh my God, I'm scared. I, I'm not that I'm not in shape, I can't do this. And a lot of times people tend to get intimidated by that. But all I have to say is just give it a try. You know, you'll never know if the water is cold or hot if you don't dip your foot in. So Absolutely. same thing with fitness. Give it a try that one time and see what you're capable of to do. Because I have a lot of clients um, in my boot camps. They're so surprised what they could do. They didn't think they would do this in a million years. But also my workouts are kind of based to your lifestyle. So it kind of like pertains living because in, in the future your health is important and you know you got to be healthy and strong for your loved ones and etc and uh, same thing with personal training if people are not capable of doing anything I do a lot of home training so I go to them and if you're too lazy to meet me somewhere I'll come to you if you can't find a babysitter the kids can come and join if they want. So there's awesome. different ways. So Perfect. there's no so excuses. Basically, yeah, no matter what someone's setup is, you can help them out and help them get fit. Mm-hmm. Tarlene, that's yeah. awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. We appreciate you being here. Thank you very much for having me. Hey everyone, it's Blake. I hope you all enjoyed the episode. Just wanted to give you all a quick reminder that if you have any ideas for the show, be that a person that you would like me to interview or just a topic that you would like me to cover on the show and you want me to track someone down, or if you have a question for an episode like today's or any other episode that you were kind of biting your tongue and wishing that I had asked, you can submit all that through my website on the Submit Your Ideas link and I will either track down an old guest to ask those questions for you or find that new guest that you want to hear from. Thanks so much.